This is Seven Sport. Good morning and welcome to a birthday to breakfast, the first birthday to breakfast for a couple of weeks. We had last week off. We're back. We're back after witnessing a lot of pre-season action within Gloucestershire in the last couple of weeks. So thanks everyone for for joining us this morning. It's, it's our final pre-season game as it stands today. Where we go into Bishop's Cleeve versus Bristol City under 23s. Nice trip to Kate Lane. Not going to get too many of them in the next few weeks before a potential ground share with Evesham. So Kate Lane will be off limits for the majority of the 2021-22 campaign. But as I said, welcome to the programme. Um, I'm Ryan Butler and as ever joined by my right hand man to the left hand side, Kelsey DeMario. Good morning, Kelsey. Morning. Now, the reason we didn't have a show last week, it was your birthday last week. Yeah. How was your birthday? Do you feel older? Do you feel wiser? Um, no, not really, mate, to be fair. Just, yeah. I tell you not wiser, you're still an Arizona Cardinals fan with that, ja- with that jersey on. Nah. He said jacket then. Nah, well, ruined the you bit. Know, you know, what can I say? Well, we, I, we hyped up on the programme. You know, I, I said I bought you presents and I was really, you know, efficient with the presents I got. You got there, arrived to the house, you know, week before the, the big day. Didn't wrap them, though. Mm, Amazon wrapped them, mate. I wrapped your birthday present. Uh, you didn't wrap mine. Neither here nor there, mate. Ah, uh, well, actually, no, both presents is. came in a box. Yeah, and you could you could have wrapped the box, mate. Did you have to open your present? I mean, not really, because the first one you took out the box and gave it to me. That's true. So I didn't <laughs> want to carry two, the two boxes wouldn't fit in my bag, and I thought I'm not carrying a box. You're not carrying a box. Thirty seconds round the corner to my flat. From yours. You think I work for UPS? No way. <laughs> Other delivery firms are available. But, knowing you're a Cardinals fan, got you a, a nice little American football, which I was disappointed in. I thought it was going to come and fully blown up, but you have to blow up yourself. That's fine, mate. It makes no odds to me. Bought you an errand. That's what I got there. <laughs> um, I also got you a nice little tankard, an Arizona Cardinals tankard. I thought, you know, when he's up late, Watching his little his little Super Bowl games and his, <laughs> and his NFL games, he's going to need beverages. Spoken like a man who has no idea about American football. Ah, I oh, do know. I watch, do know watching it. a little Super Bowl games, you know. I do know it. <laughs> I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm trying to be engaging to the audience and just you know American football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to remember your dad's probably listening to this. Yeah, probably. He doesn't care for NFL. No, so he's going to find that hilarious. Um, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, nice little tankard. Pretty decent size, actually. Bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, went bad. Went bad Nearly at all, to, That's what she said, joking. Three minutes past eight on a Saturday morning, but refused to do it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you went out on the, well, little get-together around yours, and then you ended up going out. Yeah. And you said to me the next day, you didn't really feel it. You're now in the nearly 30s club, mate. <laughs> You're getting there with me, you know. I, I felt that way when I was about 16. Went for a party and thought, I'm not feeling yeah. this at all. And uh, I just think, I think fr- fr- Friday nights are, uh, are are a bit of a different vibe to to Saturday nights. To be honest with you, mate, everyone's a bit more a bit more reserved on a Friday night because they know they're going to be doing bits on 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 the Saturday, you know, maybe Saturday morning and I suppose, perhaps maybe yeah. playing football on you know Saturday afternoon lunchtime and things like that. So you know, bit of a bit bit of a different vibe in um uh, in in going out on Friday nights. But you know, it was enjoyable nonetheless. But um, you know, we got home about, I don't know, two o'clock-ish, maybe, something like that. Two o'clock, half two. And then we were up right as rain at, what, nine o'clock, quarter to nine? Earlier than that, wasn't it? it was about half eight, nine On our way to 
Toby Carvery for breakfast. Other breakfasts are available. Maybe not as good, but... Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we, we originally wanted to go to the Trojan Cafe on uh, Bristol Road, but... Yeah, closed. Disgusting. Closed. Um, but I think it's reopened now, mate, so, you know. Trojan for breakfast, mate, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's do the show live from the Trojan. And then, obviously, you, you talk about Friday night, so it's about to say... Um, you know, Friday nights in could be the new thing. But then you were saved from that this Friday because last night we were at a game. Stonehouse Town versus Turfley Rovers. It was... Uh, ooh, how do we describe that game? <laughs> Not one of the best, let's put it that way. Mm. It was a bit of a woofer. A bit of a damp squib, really, wasn't it? it was just Both sides. You could tell it was a bit of a pre-season game, really. Mm. But I'd be not, not concerned, but it's kind of like... I would expect a bit more intensity for a game... You know, three, four days before you know the season kicks off for for Tuffy Rovers potentially, but they were missing a few. Um, Stonehouse were missing a few as well, so it was just kind of one of those where let's just get get through it, get it out of the way, and it's another ninety minutes in the legs of the players. I think that's yeah. the most important thing, really. But what I would say is there was a great turnout. Yeah, it was good. Great wasn't turnout it? at Old Ends Lane. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Good to see so many people there. We always people watch when we're at games. Not everyone knows that, but we Standard. just have a look around, see who's there to, to watch. To the right was uh, Danny King, Christian Turner, Will Hawes. Tristan Haswell. And Haswells. Joey Haswell. Um, great. Those people there. Ken Blackburn was there. Of course he was. Nice Mark, to see him there. Mark Pritchett. Mark Pritchett from Bishop's Cleave. Neil Spiller, of course. Of Spiller, course who... Uh, this is the talk of the social media after his header, and we tweeted about he it. He loves a header, does Spiller. Scott Bolton of Brimscombe Frupp is very jealous, and he's now uh, fearful that Spiller's laid down the gauntlet for, club, for club secretaries. I, I the fact like, that he's doing that on a broken yeah, leg Yeah, I say, you've got to bear in mind, he's recovering from a broken leg. Scott didn't even realise that, so now Scott's panicking. So yeah, The way he got up for that header, mate. I mean, I will say it was, you know, it's very nicely placed on his head. It was a good, it was a good ping from whoever it was that had the shot. It was Liam Wright, wasn't it? Oh, well, they, but yeah. a lot of people had ducked out of it. Yeah, put their hands up. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not many people have full on full head of it. Not, not spiller, mate. So Brimscombe on Tuesday when we're there for Brimscombe Long Levens, expect Scott Bolton to, you know, just do an overhead kick in the stand. <laughs> That's the challenge. Yeah, if he's or not how? Imagine how just. Owl would do an overhead kick. Owl would not do an overhead kick, mate. Come on. Or he does like Ron Aldini style, just plucking out the air on his chest mm. and f- doing keepy uppies and follying <laughs> onto the crossbar. Yeah, maybe that's a bit more plausible, but I don't know about that, mate. <sighs> Possibly to endless, mate, just like the old recycling adverts. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it, you get those games, especially in pre-season. You get a game where it just doesn't entertain you. We like being entertained. Yeah, he'd probably give it a one one That's star fair, out of five. Fair. We've watched some some games this preseason where people have come gone to us afterwards. Oh, a bit of a rubbish game. I'm like, no, nah, I thought it was a good game. Enjoyed it. Football's a matter of opinions, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know? But um, we move on. We we move to the next game, which is Bishop's Cleave Bristol City. Um, as we said today, um, we're going to be previewing that show with Jake Parrott. Brims. Uh, Bishop's Cleave, formerly of Brimscombe for up midfielder. He's on the show a little bit later on, as is Upton St. Leonard's manager, Michael Mays. He joins us during his break at work, so that's got to be well-timed for me. And also Ollie Long from Long Levens joins us later to discuss his decision to stay at Sawmills for the new season. But it's a big weekend, Kelsey. It's the final weekend of July. Yeah. Season starts in a few days. Yeah. 
So, you know, 1st of August tomorrow means team of the month, player of the month. It also means, you know, our preview post, the ultimate preview, is going up on Monday morning. That's your warning. That's also your warning because you haven't given me your selection. Uh, He says I haven't already done them and I just haven't sent them. Hey, I'm just a gentle reminder. I've had John Palmer's, I've had Ash Loveridge's. Decent Mm -hmm. selections. Have you done yours? I know mine. You know yours, right? Yeah, I already know mine. Fair enough, mate. Just long levens to win everything. (laughs) Player to watch, Brad Martin. New kid (laughs) on the block. (laughs) Don't know how he's going to perform this season. Southerly player to watch, just uh, Brad Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Martin when he when he joins uh, Sirencester as an emergency signing to help or them in C- the league. Or Cinderford. Yeah. So he's tapping him up. Uh, of course he is. <laughs> Makes me sick. That does. It goes on. Cash gets thrown about. Uh, Jesus. What are you saying? <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm basically saying that Brad Martin would only move for money. All right, okay, fair enough. I think that's what I'm saying. Well, you know, you've got to think about these things, mate. You know, you've got a young, young family. So. The thing is, that is true. That is true indeed. It's I mean, all about if, the money. If Craig Martin's listening to this, he'll be absolutely furious that we're suggesting that, <laughs> that, that his main man and his brother is going to leave him again. But it's happened once before. I was going to say, he's done it once. You know. Don't want to put a doubt. No, he's a straight up, straight up man. Having a, having a child's mellowed him out now. Mm. He knows what he wants. He knows where he is. Fine. But excited because, you know, we said there that the Hellenic Premier gets underway midweek, Tuesday night. New look Hellenic Premier. Um, then the, the Hellenic Div 1 starts next Saturday. It's also FA Cup day. So next week's show is going to be a uh, you know, challenge for me to try and get a monumental show. Try and get a big show. Try and get the big show. The big show. I'm going to open the show with this theme because <laughs> it is going to be a big show. Try and get the big show on the show as well. Potentially. Mate. I'm sure I think timing-wise, whether oh, we'll be able to catch players getting ready for their away days. It's unreal. <laughs> the excitement for next week's show is already building, but we've still got a lot to cover in this show. Um, as I said, the Hellenic starts on Tuesday. Kelsey, are you excited? Yeah. Buzzing, mate. Have you no, I'm, at, I'm excited, have you mate, yeah. new look Hellenic I haven't, mate. Not, not yet. Not yet, because I'm all in pre-season. So I'm all in pre-season mode at That's proof you haven't done your selections then. Yeah, well, you know me, mate. You know, I'd like to leave it till the day before. Unless you've just picked absolute homers <laughs> to go full Gloucestershire to win everything. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, Slimbridge to, to win the league. Slimbridge to win the league. Brimscombe to win the league. Only one of those is a realistic possibility. Slimbridge, they're going to do it. <laughs> Could you imagine the party at Fornhill Park <laughs> if they win the league? Oh, I don't think Colin and Pats would be beside themselves, mate. Might see a bit of emotion from Colin. Nah, no. Yeah, no chance. He'd hold it together just to, <laughs> just, to, just to play it cool. He's stiff up. Very stiff up lip. It's like when he won the tips of the league. He's like, nah, it's not even a thing, mate. Not even a thing. <laughs> Don't bother him. Don't bother him at all. But what do you want? So this season, you know, from all the leagues that we cover, you know, under 18s, we're going to be looking at the Women's League as well this year. You know, what, what, what ultimately would you like to see happen this season? Oh, I'm all about the silverware, mate. You know me. When Cinderford under 18 won their league, mate. Up yeah. to Cinderford. All about that. All stop about pandering to teams on a Saturday morning, please. <laughs> all about the trophies, mate. We're supposed to be neutral. All about the trophies, mate. So, you yeah. know, be absolutely delighted when uh, one of Bishops Cleave, Brimscombe, Fairford, maybe not Long Levens, Lydney or Tuffley, could, uh, to, to win the Hellenic League. 
Can't wait for it's it, mate. It's going to be a hard task for anyone to win the Hellenic League. But obviously you have the Hellenic Cups, of course. Vars. Imagine if one of our teams went on a Vars run. Imagine that. Al drives the coach. His brims can go to Wembley. <laughs> He'd love that as well. I'd like to think Pryor would get us in as like water boys or something. You reckon? Yeah. Cheerleaders. Yeah, something like cheerleaders. that. Cheerleaders. Just give me an Lackey. H. Give me an A. R L I E. Harley. <laughs> no, you you turn up with just a Jack Bart. I love Bartman. I love Bart. Yeah, <laughs> absolute shambles. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you know, do you know what I do? Worst thing about it is you actually would. Do you know what I do? Is I. I'd, I'd get one of those old tapes from The Simpsons of Do the Bartman and I'd just play that on repeat as I'm walking around the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you know, you know, if you walk in town and you get past like, religious people, it's like just a pamphlet going, have you got any time for me to discuss the world's people Jack just Bartman? walking the other way to avoid me. Oh, God, not him again. <laughs> so I was sorry, I'm busy. I've, I've, I've got part of the car and I need to get back to it. So. And the, 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 the leaflet just says, in Bart's we trust. So, <laughs> can, can you spare a minute for me to talk to you about the Lord Saviour? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> but they, you have to think, you know, Brimscombe Frapp, they've got a couple of boys in the, uh, the vase. They come into it a little bit later. Do they? After they had a decent run in, in last season, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. So I think they, I think they didn't come in until the second round. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like semi-final then. <laughs> no, no, Boy. But it means their journey to Wembley is shorter than the others. That's good. Keep them fresh. Good, good, good. Concentrate on the league first. You've got to remember... They're not starting know, their journey until about Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, um, really, the, the Hellenic League didn't really start last year. Both well, all sides probably played about eight games, I think. Mm, but at the yeah. time that the season was curtailed, Long Levens and Brimscombe Frupp and Bishop Cleave um, were all in decent positions. Fairford weren't went too far away either, and um, I think Brimscombe was still unbeaten. They were, yeah. They had the best goal difference in the league, I think, or the yeah. second best goal difference in the league. They certainly had um, now Binfield aren't there, mate? Brimscombe are the team. Yeah, exactly. On form, <laughs> on eight game form, yeah. Have we had a chance to look at many of the other teams coming into the division? No, mate, of course not. You know me. Well, you know, we've discussed it already, but, you know, Chip and Sodbury are the one that, I wouldn't say you'd fear them, but they're the ones that, you know, are making the big money signings, making the marquee signings. Ace oh, of Corrick's there. Throwing the money around, mate. Ace of Corrick, of course, who used to play for Gloucester City. We saw him play for Bitten. We had like a one-month Seen him play for Larkhall, uh, Eastham United. Mm. So, you know, it's uh, going to be an interesting one. Morven, of course, a, a side who is was renowned for a budget to try and win the and get them up to Hellenic Premier. Westfields will come again. It's exciting. None of the Berkshire lot, you know, bringing us down. None of the Virginia Waters. Mm-hmm. No Ardley, unfortunately. Ah, uh, shame, really. Yeah. No uh, no Holmer Green. Warren Man has absolutely You've been to Holmer gutted. Green? Huh? You ever been to Homer Green? No, mate. I don't want to go to Homer Green. Best part about Homer Green is the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very harsh. It, it, it's very harsh. And also, it doesn't help that they went there with uh, Long Levens. It absolutely bucketed down. So, genuinely, it was best to, to get out of there. Plus, also, I was going home after to, to the RG. So, I, I kind of just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Um, losing the... The Berkshire sides gaining a few of the Bristol and Hereford sides makes it a bit more of a, an interesting prospect. Of course, the difference with the 
Hellenic League doesn't end there. Um, Division One, of course, is is changed drastically. Before it was a Division One East and a Division One West. Now it's a big Division One. I think that's the best thing for the Hellenic League. There was talks that potentially they could have done that last season, combining the two. Um, it's been a long time coming, really, because you get sides in the, the Div 1 West, for example, and the Div 1 East, where you know it's a big big gap between top and bottom. So I think you know having one big league makes it a bit more fair, a bit more competitive, um, especially at the, at the top there. So exciting to see how that one goes. I think our sides, Kels, have probably... Um, improved as well over the last 12 months, 18 months in, in that division. You know, You'd hope the, so. Um, the signings have been made by a couple of the uh, Division 1 sides this week. You know, Luke Soule's gone back to Shortwood from Turfley. Um, Adam Bloomfield and George Callanan have moved to Stonehouse. Ryan Dobbins has gone to Cheltenham Saracens. And suddenly you're looking at that and, and our sides have got you know, some young and young young players with a bit of experience and also um, mm-hmm. players who know that level. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes it exciting. Yeah, mate. Absolutely buzzing for the uh, resumption of the Hellenic. We haven't seen a full Hellenic season in two years, so mm. looking forward to it. Well, I mean, I, I sort of looking back at the, the stats from the nineteen twenty season, um, Luke Solf scored 25 goals. Yeah, and, it's not bad, is it? And that's a season that was curtailed with about a third of it left. Yeah, it's not, not, so, not a bad you know, record. He's going back to Division 1. Uh, of the Hellenic League and he was, was, was one of my players to watch anyway but even more so now I think so exciting mm. stuff obviously Tom Hoskins has moved to, to Saracens as well Saracens who have the under 18 side starting for the first time this year so as uh, people who, who cover the Cheltenham Youth Fudley League you know, it's very exciting play Scotia football at the minute mm. um, been very lucky to have been privy to the information of when uh, the Cheltenham League fixtures were going to be released and and obviously when the season's going to start and things like that and they they were happy for us to announce it so that's all on the website they've started updating their full time as well only only league not to have updated their full time in Hellenic <laughs> pointed out last night at Stonehouse but mm. that's neither here nor there right it's taken me 19 minutes but if you want to get in touch with us throughout the broadcast you can on Twitter at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk, and on the Instagram, 7 underscore sport. Question I'm putting out today, um, what do you want? What What do you want to see in the 21-22 season? Can be any side, can be any league, can be any player. What do you want to see happen? Now, there'll be a number of Gloucester City fans who want uh, City to have a successful season back at Meadow Park. Obviously fans are able to go down there today for only the second time to watch a Gloucester City first team match. First time in was it two hundred and eighty nine days, I think the tweet was. Is there a game on today, is there at Meadow Park? <laughs> Stop it. Behave yourself. That's an off the air discussion that is. Um but no, Gloucester City are playing Coventry City. Um you may not have seen it. Um it, it, it is what it is, you know I won't go into it too much, but yeah, play Coventry City at Meadow Park today. Get yourself down there if you can. Bishop Cleave, as I said, are at home to um, Bristol City under-23s. There are a number of games in and around the county as well. Check on the social medias. The clubs will be confirming their games and who they're playing. I haven't put... Well, one thing that was asked of me last night at Stonehouse, in fact, was why I haven't done a couple of um, 
fixture posts for the pre-season. So I started it in the first two weeks of pre-season. I haven't done it the last two weeks. And quite simply, it's because the games that I was given for my diary have all changed. Yeah. Due to clubs pulling out and things like that. So it hasn't worked as I thought it would do. Being able just to put the fixtures on, get everyone looking at games, and it hasn't worked because... You know, we we still get tweets on a Friday sometimes from clubs saying, "Oh, I still haven't got a friendly sorted." I'm like, "Wait a minute, you're supposed to be playing this side." Using COVID as an excuse, mate. That's why I think we're going to see a lot of that this season, especially for teams sort of like really low down. When they are you okay? Could you you're right there rattling around your bottle Sorry, right mate, next the to the microphone. Just like cracked up, right next to the microphone as well, mate. That is that's horrendous for the listener. I, know, I tried to. You you got a radio production degree, and then you're doing. I tried that. to balance it. And the microphone just did, slipped out of my uh, into joke, my main you're grasp. You're a joke. Um, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of the old uh, the old COVID shout from uh, teams in oh, lower low division. You know, for teams that can't raise the side, they're just gonna say, "Oh, I got pulled out just because of COVID." Nah, that's nah. I don't think that's gonna. F- don't think that's gonna cut it anymore, mate. I think that's going to cut it. I think there should be some sort of... Do your players jabbed up, mate? Get them on that pitch. Yeah, and I think they, they could be... That's one from a guy who's not jabbed up. I think there should be, um, you know, there should there should be some sort of um, protocol around around this. You know, if one of your players has got COVID, so long as you, you know, you can do a, a lateral flow test and, uh, and you know, proof of, of low-risk transmission, as they call it, then I don't see why... They, um, I don't, I don't see why teams will, will will need to pull out because of COVID. You know, I think, I think someone or in these leagues needs to need to get together, pull the committee together, and say, look, we're going to get this a lot this season. Teams aren't going to be able to raise a side, and they're just going to use COVID as, as an excuse. And we know that it's going to happen. We absolutely know it's going to happen. It's well, going to happen last year. Didn't it's it? going to be like the Alfred turn against Gloucester City debacle all over again when they said that they they weren't going to fulfil the fixture because of because of COVID. Throw it out there, people from Alfreton may be listening to this, but I don't care. Uh, absolutely delighted that they're um, fine and whatever was uh, upheld. Fantastic news. Yeah, same here, mate. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah definitely think there needs to be some something something done about because it's just going to be an absolute farce really because then you're yeah. going to get teams towards the end of the season who are going to have to make up I don't know three or four games in hand because they've used the Covid shout already once well, obviously to get into places and things like that you need to provide a proof of a negative test I would say you need to provide proof of a positive test mm, I don't know I don't know, I don't know. Uh, well mm, maybe why not May, mm, maybe if you have to show a negative test to get into somewhere uh, yeah yeah no but it's very easy to like get a picture of a positive COVID test on on Google Images, I suppose. Because I I I I, I did it that once and sent it to you and pretended that I. Well, I didn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> so I haven't actually looked at those flow tests because thought I'd thought I'd have a bit of a add Cobra before mate beat it. Bit of a bit of a joke with you, you know. Pretend that I that I wasn't going to be able to make the seven sports shield. I don't want to uh, <laughs> don't want to you know diminish the impact that COVID has had on the society, but. I'm a severely overweight 29-year-old and it couldn't beat me. I used to have <laughs> asthma, I did. You know, should be a field day, mate. It should be easy. Mm. But yeah, let us know if you think that is something that, um, uh, you know, that you think should happen in, in your league. Should the protocol be changed now for teams who say that they've got COVID in the squad to then have to provide negative lateral flow tests or proof of a positive test to actually have the game called off. You know? well, we had Jack Twyman on the show a few weeks ago, didn't we? The new, new Hardwick manager. And he said that 
you know, that was something that he was already getting for training and it was something that he didn't really expect would be as, as popular, if that's the right word. Um, I think it gives as, people as, an as easy out. Yeah, it gives people it a very easy out in case, you know, they might have planned something else on the Saturday and they thought, oh, I don't really fancy playing. I don't really fancy going away to, uh, I don't know, some, like, like a team down in Bristol, say like in the County League, for example. You know, I don't really fancy going all the way down to Bristol today. I might rather just stay at home, you know, I can chill out, do something. The weather's not too great, you know, it's raining out there, it's a bit cold. What's that? Ah, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I got self-isolated, yeah, I got COVID. Um, yeah. <coughs> there was a tweet I saw, I can't remember the name of the club, I think it was in Oxfordshire. Um, they tweeted um, about their training, saying about the excuses they've had for not missing training. So it was like, um, can't change my shift at work with a green tick. I'm still on my honeymoon, green tick. And then there was a screenshot of uh, a message, obviously, on WhatsApp. And it said, can't make training tonight, gaffer. Um, de-weed in the garden has been a bigger job than expected. <laughs> That's good, that one. It is, it's, it, I like... I, That's very good. If I was the manager, I'd be happy with that. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's in, in, inventive, four, it's ingenious. Four has gone into it, yeah. To be fair, you know, I mean, even, even like the can't change yeah. my shift at work one, I mean, that, you know, that, that's like a realistic one. But the more far-fetched you can go, the better, mm. you know. Maybe maybe something like, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I, I was climbing a tree, fell off, now I broke both my legs. Genuinely, but I should be back next week. As someone who has a slight, I'd say it's a social anxiety in a, in a sense. Sometimes I just don't fancy going out and people, I, I don't like the conversation of, oh, go on, come out. And I'm like, no. So the amount of excuses I've come up with over my, like my time, <laughs> I, I could write a book about the, just how to plan the excuse and how to you know, give yourself the perfect alibi. It's insane. Um, we could talk about the Gloucester City game against Coventry um, taking place today. Um, if you were out and about last night like we were, um, you wouldn't have seen uh, until late on in the evening that there is a preview post up on Twitter. It was written by a good friend of ours, Charlie Hughes. Um, he'll be there doing the Tannoy announcing today. Helped to, well, we, we gave him some feedback on the playlist he was looking to put together and <laughs> everything like that. I haven't read the preview. I'm sure it's good. Um, I, have you read it? I, I, I did actually read it. Um, pressure on you there. Have you read it? Yeah, I did. Actually. Talk about it. We know he's listening. I'm just going to say, we're not. I thought we were just going to say, oh, no, I read it. No, no I, I did actually read it. When it went up last night, I didn't, I didn't read it. Um, you know, D Weed in the Garden was a bit of a bigger job than expected, so I didn't really have that much time to read it. Um, but then once I was done, then I uh, had a little peruse of it. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right, you know. You're going to St- be delighted with a couple of messages St- we've received. Stand- standard five, five or six sentence preview, bit of team news in there yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Link to where you can purchase tickets and information for the next game. Everything a preview should have. Why it came out at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> is another thing. But Could we stop this, please? A um, couple of messages I've received. Uh, first one, uh, delighted to say, Spider is listening, Craig Martin. Standard. After we were hinting that his brother could leave and, you know, abandon him. Um, he's basically said, Kelsey usually gives you enough excuses for not coming to games. He's got a book of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we also had one from your dad. Of um, Who says, we all know what KJ DeMario's favourite birthday present was. Hashtag top mum. What did your mum get you? Um, her presence. Just, just, just her presence in general, mate. Uh, no, general, you know, bits and bobs. Got, um, I showed you, didn't I? My mum got me a seven sport towel. Oh, yes! A custom yes! seven sport towel. I was delighted with that, mate. What did Ian get you? 
whatever my mum got me, mate. <laughs> signs the card, Ian, <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, sign the card. My mum writes the card, signs the card, mate. Come on. Oh, mate. Come on. Genuinely, talking about birthday cards, I did see online this week of this guy who had an argument with his missus like, in the message saying, look, you've been off with me all day, what's wrong? Um, basically, it was her birthday, and he had, like, or anniversary or something like that, but he had, like, given her the presents in the morning and she had gone to work, but she was, like, in a foul mood all day. And it turns out the reason she was upset is because he didn't arrange presents from the cat. <laughs> and we live... Uh, honestly, I've sat... Genu- this, this is just a story of Butler family, right? So we sat there one Christmas. Um, bear in mind, I've gone home. It's a couple of years, I think it's like two or three Christmases ago, so it's quite recent. So obviously I've gone back from, from Gloucester. My brother's obviously, um, you know, back from, you know, doing whatever he's been doing. Out, He lives out in Bracknell Way and doesn't live at home, that kind of thing. So it's the first time the family's been together for a while, opening our presents, and he's just looking, he's just like, he's looking really, like, confused. And I'm looking at him going, oh, Jamie, you all right? <laughs> he's like, I can't say the word that he actually said because it's an only one show, but he's like, who the, is is Snowy? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, mate? I, I thought my brother had gone insane because <laughs> I had no idea who the, who Snowy was either, right? <laughs> and our sister pipes up, oh, that's, that's Aunt Tina's cat. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And, and he's like, showed us the card. And we all had one. I hadn't got to that card yet. So I opened mine. I'm like, what the hell? And it's signed by Auntie Tina, Adrian, who's her, her partner, and Snowy, with like a fake like cat paw, like oh yeah, drawn on it. And my, <laughs> I swear to God, my older brothers looked at him and just gone, "What the is wrong with people?" <laughs> Honestly, I can't. I haven't not thought about that moment. Oh, in my life. you're gonna love this. I got your birthday. missus. What's your missus done here? No, I got a birthday card from my dog. Ah, God. <laughs> he gets me one every year, mate. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to cancel the rest of the show because I'm about to go be <laughs> sick. Hey, look. Let your, Christ. Let your parents, mate, if you're going to, you know. If, it's um, up there. It's up there with people who buy their, pres- uh, buy their uh, pets Christmas presents because they don't want them to feel left out. And you're going to tell me your pets. I don't, do I, I don't I, See, on that one, I'm kind of on the it's okay to get your dog like a new toy or like yeah, you know proper like a, a wrap it up, put it under a tree, and all that stuff. Yeah, but you see, like, that's a joke. But some like dogs, they think of it like as another toy, like unwrapping the present and things like that. <laughs> see, like, I kind of I can, this Christmas too. God, jeez, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, my, I was gonna say it right. So. Both my auntie and my nan are no longer with us, right? Love them to absolute bits, and will you know it, it, love them more than I love everything else in the world, right? Well, thanks, mate. But they kind of the balance they had is they didn't get the cat presents, their cat back in the day. They used to buy it. The, you remember when I don't know if you remember, Whiskers did like a selection box, but it was like <laughs> standard. It, it, it was like a stocking that you could like hang oh, up. Yeah, yeah. It was like made of yeah, cardboard, and it was like mm-hmm. a selection box for the cat. Mm-hmm. They should get one of them for Tigger. That was his name, ginger, ginger and White. Believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about a cat. Me, I hate them. I hate them now because they're not him. That's that's the real truth. So hanging up this this thing, I remember looking at. It, I must have been about, oh, I must have been about eight years old, and I was looking again. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Even I was cynical back then. <laughs> 
in, in Wokenham, sunny Wokenham, when they were there. Sunny at Christmas as well. Just like, I was like, no. Uh, why do people do this? <laughs> this? This is no longer a football programme. This is no longer a sports programme. This is an intervention on life. <laughs> why oh, do we talk dear. about these random stuff? Oh, it's relevant. Well, this is, you know, your fault, mate. You started on it, so. I mean, yeah, kind of. But, you know, it's, it's your dad's fault for not getting it, get your own card signed by Ian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not going to put Ian in his... Uh, no, but I'm not going to call him dad. Am <laughs> 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 I? No, true. <laughs> true. Uh, I think you need to go for a song mate to calm you down. I def- no, I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't think I do. Um, <laughs> just life, mate. Yeah, it's what it is. Um, but I think what we were saying, so before the... Um, yeah, we had messages about uh, your excuses for getting out of games and also your birthday. We mentioned the the city preview, obviously. Good occasion for, for Gloucester to welcome fans. There was something that we saw online this week, Kelsey, which you know I don't think will be the most popular thing for from the club that we'll be talking about at this point. But there was a post on the fans forum that you know we discussed in you know, privately with with Charlie and and Matt obviously Gloucester boys as well um you know question marks about whether you know fans don't seem to be interested there seems to be no hype going to the new season you know a brand new season fans can go back to Meadow Park again and watch you know what do you think's caused the the, the sort of lack of excitement um i don't know really it, it could be any any number of things, you know. Everyone, there's always the old, the old sort of. Um, oh, what's what I'm looking for here? I don't know. The old adage or adage or however you pronounce it. Adage. Adage. There you go. That you know, people are more interested in a team that is seen to be doing stuff, you know. And it's not not necessarily to to knock the club because, of course, it it may be a case of Paul Groves hasn't found the signings that he wants in order to, to make the team a, a quality team in order to compete where, like where they were, were last you, season. Where are you on the, on the scale of um, City going into friendlies, even at this week, with the majority of the team being named as trialists? You know, there was a bit of negative reaction um, from some corners and some fans online that, you know, they're a bit worried that City don't seem to have as many permanent players playing for them mm. um, going into a season as, as potentially they'd have liked obviously the season starts two weeks today so yes. away, a trip away to Southport you know is two weeks long enough to be able to get these players in and embedded in or you know realistically are you uh, someone who who would have preferred to have had the players sort of bedded in now going into the Coventry game today? Of course, I think you've, you've, you're only you're, you're, it's only natural that you're going to compare it to, to where the club was at this stage last season. You know they had bought in pretty much all of their signings already, and they'd got them bedded in as the squad. That's you know, the difference. Isn't the, it? You know you had your likes of your, your Kevin Dawson who come in, and, you know Gavin Gunning had signed, George Carline, Alex Will, Aquasi Asante, you know Ben Morgan. Uh, Jake Cole, for example, they'd all they'd all signed. Um, the squad was looking like it was coming together. They were all named on the team sheets in preseason friendlies and and whatnot. And then compare that to twelve months later, you're naming six players of of a starting eleven on a team sheet for preseason, and sort of like five trialists, and then six 
under twenty one player on the bench. That's sort of, sort which of you, difference you, you know, really to, to last year. It's, it's almost completely flipped. That you know, last year it was the bulk of the squad were already named, and it was just a few trialists or, mm. or under eighteen players or, or whatever. But now it's just sort of in the opposite, where it seems that the minority is the players that are already signed. Mm. Obviously, the likes of Bernard Mensah and, and what have you still coming back from you know injury. Jack not, James not as well. Fit, of course. So, you know, there is that element of it. But I don't know. I think that there is a clear, not discontent. Discontent's probably the wrong word to say, but Apathy. there's murmurings. There's murmurings from Glossop City fans that, you know, they're, a little, they're starting to get a little bit worried. But maybe, you know, for example, if they play Coventry today and then following that um, over the course of the next two, three, four days, if, if you know, players get confirmed as signing on and signings, you know, confirmed that, yep, they're definitely playing for us this season, do you reckon that would ease the tension slightly? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it would, it would, it would sort of lower the level of apathy as well uh, around, uh, around the club's new season at the moment. I don't, I don't think it's... I don't think it's unfair to say that that we're certainly not seeing as much of a level of interest around the club going into its first full season where they can have fans in at Meadow Park since 2007 or 2006-07 was the last one. Um, Apart from the game against Needham Market in in the trophy in in December last year, that's the only time that fans have actually been allowed to, to watch competitive game of football for the men's first team down at down at Meadow Park, so is it going to be an element that maybe it's a bit diluted the excitement of going to Meadow Park because people have been able to go to Meadow Park for other things, um, and and obviously a year later down the line, you know, fans have been able to stream games and what have you. So now suddenly the novelty of going to Meadow Park is no longer there. I, mm, so you're potentially going to mm, just get the, the Gloucester City fans who are the diehard fans or whatever as as the core. So, you know, maybe there's that element. I don't think so. Um, may, maybe for, you know, as you might say, you know, like the, the, the core fans who have been able to watch the games and stream them and whatever. I, I think maybe that, might be a case of oh you know well we've seen Meadow Park umpteen times on the streams already so we know what it's like down there we just you know we'll we'll just go on the off chance one day yeah but I think it'd be more so for like your floating fans you know like people who might have been say for example if they, they might have been playing last season and then they decide this season that they don't want to play anymore or or whatever um, or you know that might not have a game on a Saturday because the game's been called off because people got COVID or can't raise a team or whatever I think that's where it's impacted the most and I don't think necessarily that the club are, are doing enough to entice them back in I, you know we've kind of made sort of like half references to it already but the fact the fact is that the, the club's social media presence at the moment isn't isn't necessarily that great no. and I don't think that's harsh to say I don't think that's a slight on anyone I think it's just because they don't have anyone sort of with the the, the background of running a, a football club social media account previously so you know it will it will suffer and attendances will suffer and interest will suffer as well as a result of it so you know 
you've got to be you've got to be yeah. you've got to be what's what's the phrase you know you've got to be seen to be heard or heard to be saw whatever it is I don't know well like, we had a look at it last night and see you know I said earlier on that we had had a conversation about it when you know we we saw the preview go up later last night you know you look back on on Gloss City's Twitter feed you know Twitter feed is Twitter is very good at bringing clubs together we've seen that. You know, clubs at all levels ask us, you know, what can we do to improve or, you know, to, to get people to come. It's just basics, isn't it? Really? And, and I always said, I mean, I gave these, this sort of talk to Lee Smith and Adam Dix and, and, and Andrew Jackson at, at Treadworth. And I said, especially at Stroud League level, in particular in the lower levels, the thing that the clubs will need is a social media presence. If you have a social media presence and, again, we're not blowing our own trumpet, people like us... Um, Southwest Sports News, Rossi that runs that account, and if you can find a way, to, yeah, and if you can find a way to be engaging on social media, or you know, even just by tweeting at Seven Sport, at John Palmer Sport, at whatever, or even just tweeting that there's a game on, yeah, like, you know, no, but you know what I mean, like, so when 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 clubs do tweet there's a game on, um, Chalford are very good at it. They do it every single week. They put a picture up and like the key information. And they tag, because you can tag people in the photo. So we get tagged in it. John Palmer gets tagged in it. And, and the Stroud Times get tagged in it. And people re- will retweet that. We retweet all of them. All I the think, ones we get. Mm. So, and that's at the lower level. But then at the level across the city, you should be expecting the engagement to be there. Now, I know, I'm, I've always been an outsider on that. But you obviously used to be the press officer. So you used to be the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Isaac used to do it. Simon Clark used to do it. And it's, it's the basics when you're running a club. And it's kind of when we have a game, when we tweet, we then tweet, oh, our next game's going to be this. Or, or, or a couple of days later, it's like, oh, we, we're back at a game, we're this game. Mm. We had a look last night, and obviously after the Reds game on Tuesday, there's nothing saying that there's a game on Saturday. You'd expect after a full-time tweet there, a professional club, and a, and a club at National League North level... To put a tweet out afterwards saying, mm-hmm. our attention's turned to our next pre-season friendly, which is our home game against Coventry City. Mm. Because as, as it currently stands, isn't that the last pre-season game? No, they've got a game against oh, Hemel Hempstead. Hempstead, of course. They've added one in there. But, you know, it's, their, it's, a, it's, a, it's a home friendly, their first home friendly. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a big occasion. They want fans to be there. Mm. And they haven't tweeted about it. Yeah. Instead, they've tweeted about buying tickets for the York game, which is in three weeks. Three weeks. Mm. City probably played, what, four games in that time? Um, three, so maybe. Coventry yeah. game, Hemel Hempstead, and they play Southport away. Yeah. So you play three games before they play that game. Now, I know it's a big occasion. I know it's the, big, the first league game at home. Mm-hmm. But Coventry City are a big team. Yeah. Even if it is the under twenty threes that are coming today, you'll have a lot of, whatever. and you'll have like a lot of people who like people will be interested in that. Are potentially, you know, you'll have a few people who are maybe Coventry fans like around this area as well, like you know, who have moved from if you're, the Midlands and if you're, whatever. If you're a floating fan, as we said there, what's going to make you want to go to Meadow Park, going to see City versus York? York aren't exactly a big club. If you don't know that league, are they really a big club? But then the no, not in Coventry, the grand, not in the grand scheme of things. No, but the, yeah, in terms of like recognisable name, if you're saying Gloucester, you're playing Coventry City, mm. people will automatically think we're watching Premier League years as this is going on. Mm. Just show Dion Dublin scoring for Coventry City. Yeah, people be thinking about that. Yeah, Coventry City, Gordon Strachan. You know, so it's, they're the like League. a championship team. 
you know, this, this is a team that are in the second tier of English football. But yeah. you think for the, you're talking about the floating fans, players who may not be people who may not be playing anymore, people who may not have a game. They're going to be footballing people, so they're going to still remember Coventry in the Premier League. Yeah, and that's the the, the sort of negativity I would have about it is that um, you know it's always hard. We always say that you know clubs running social media accounts and, and everything like that. It always is difficult, yeah. and you do need to try and get you know someone who's dedicated to do it. But you know it, it is what it is. That, that, that is that is the trouble with you know not. It's not a slight on the club at all, but it's a trouble with not having like a uh, like a full time person to do it. You know, there are teams in the National League North right now who have a full time paid media officer. Yeah, that is their job. You know, Bradford Park Avenue a few years ago, they they had my my friend Joe did it for them on a full time basis. That was his actual job. York City have got a full-time paid media and marketing guy. That's exactly what he does. We're going we're gonna to just interrupt that chat, Kelsey, because as I said, I've got to be very strict on my timings for the Michael Mays interview. We'll come back to Gloucester City before the end of the programme and just talk about it, because we've had a couple of messages in as well. Um, but Michael Mays, the Upton St. Leonard's manager, he's involved with University of Gloucester as well. He is waiting for me to give him a call now, as he will be on break from work. So... With interrupt to get him on live. I did see a tweet saying that we're going to need subtitles for him. Never spoken to Michael Mates before in my life, so I don't know what to expect here. Well, this could be interesting then. I mean, Nile probably just chats with the guff anyway, so. Oh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty standard, mate. Hello. Good morning, Michael Mays, live on the programme. How are you, mate? You alright? I'm about thanks for yourself. I'm all good. How's work going so far for you, mate? Yeah, I'm here, same old stuff, isn't it? I mean, you sound <laughs> absolutely delighted. Pardon? Yeah, no, I'm here, it's just that I hate my job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so first and foremost, Upton St. Leonard's, how's pre-season gone for you? How are the boys looking? Um, So, we've got my second game today. Mm-hmm. I think it's going quite well, mate. End of the day, like, um, made the foundations are there. So, it's just all about playing the game, so, and just, Hurry, uh, waiting for the season to start, which I'm quite confident on. Have you been so, able to yeah. settle into it quite well? Pardon? Have you been able to settle into the job quite well? Yeah, I've been quite lucky because they're all a good bunch of boys on the committee are very welcoming. So, yeah, I've been very lucky in that sense. And obviously with the Reg Davis Cup uh, starting again in midweek and obviously the last couple of games coming up, um, if you sort of... Noted areas for for improvement or things to work on in the in the first few weeks. Yeah, so I'm using personally using this uh, Red Davis Cup as a preseason game because mm. I think last season I think we were bottom of it yeah. around that. So I'm not too fussed about it um, <laughs> personally. So there's a few things I need to be working on. Um, I'm quite lucky to have a very strong midfield. Um, mm. It's just like every other club trying to find a striker. Bit of, a, bit of a difficult one, but um, no, I'm quite happy with everything. I'm, um, I think everywhere is quite positive in all positions. Is it? Uh, you mentioned obviously, you know, Upton were towards the bottom of their their group of the Reg Davis Cup. Is that almost a positive for you because you get, um, you know, a couple of competitive games in the next couple of weeks that you really have no pressure on, and it allows your you know the players just to to 
get up to match speed without really having too much pressure on him. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, with my personality, uh, I, I'm a winner. I hate losing, just like the next guy. But yeah, it's, it's good so I can see how the boys play and we can work on any mistakes and the results don't actually matter, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because with me, pre-season's all about getting get to play the right way. So I am quite lucky in the sense of I can use these games, I can swap players about, whereas the opposition might be trying to... I don't know if it's a group stages or something. Um, trying to compete, which makes it even harder for us, which is good because we all need a bit of hard opposition to play against. So it's going to. I think it's going to benefit um, having a little less pressure. And you know, ultimately, you know, everyone knows about what's going on with the Northern Senior League in the summer, the promotions, the relegations, the you know votes, countless countless amount of votes that clubs are about to do. Um, you know, looking at that strong Division One table, what would be a good season for Upton this year? Um, well, when I first had a chat with me on about just because I've been been near the bottom usually for the last two seasons, I believe, mm-hmm. um, on and off because COVID, um, we kind of said something about maybe mid table, but I'm not even to mid table. I want to finish as high as I can, and I've got no reason the players I've got why we can't. If I'm honest with you. Well, it's good to obviously have that that confidence. Have you been able to bring in? You mentioned obviously the players that you have. Have you had to bring in many of your own players, or or do you think the the squad that you sort of inherited, you know, had the foundation as you said earlier on? No, so um, I had to bring in quite a few of my own players, mm-hmm. which was part of the agreement. Which is why I'm quite lucky to be coached at the University of Gloucester, so I've got that link to the players and because I've coached most of the players over the last three years, they know how I play, which is going to be very similar at Acton. So I'm quite lucky in that sense to get that link. So I brought in about five or six, I think, at the moment. But it's because I needed to, yeah. which the club, re- the club realised that. Because obviously, we were going to talk about the, the University of Gloucester um, men's football team that I know you're involved with. You know, in the last, I would even say last year or so, we're seeing more University of Gloucester players, um, you know, playing at a decent level in the men's game, and, and obviously being recognised as a University of Gloucester player. Obviously, everyone knows about Hartbury, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that team or that team have got the Hartbury kids in." You know, University of Gloucester almost seems to be becoming, you know, as popular. More university players are playing sort of men's football. Um, is that something you try to, you know, drum into the university players or, or is it just something that's happening naturally? Yeah, so my personal aim, which I discussed with the first team coaches, Jack Costin, Jack Rucker, and the other coach, Dean Field, is we wanted, especially with COVID, where the back stick has been on and off, we wanted the players to play on a Saturday because at the end of the day, they play as high as they can on a Saturday. They can improve to play for the university because, like you said, Harpery, I won't say too much on Harpery because of that little bit of rivalry. So, <laughs> <laughs> I um, they play in. I mean, you look at Long Levens, obviously, mate with Mike, mates with Mike, and they've got a few. And I mean, you just look at their players, you're like, wow, okay, okay. So, what I'm trying to blend in is trying to get the boys to play as high as possible so then they can bring that back on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think, like you said, we haven't really done that in. Well, since I've been at the university, we haven't done that. So it's all about getting those boys into local teams, playing as high as they can, so 
so then we can actually start competing on a Wednesday rather than just playing for fun. Are there any players in the university team that, you know, who's playing at sort of a decent level this year? Obviously, everyone's going to be playing at a decent level, but, you know, who, is there anyone playing sort of Southern League, Hellenic level? Um, yeah, there's a few of Hellenic. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, though. Um, we've got, because most of the boys go home during the summer, which makes it a little bit difficult. Yeah. But I just, um, a boy called Joe Westrick just joined Long Levens. Yeah, I had a chat saw with him Mike. play last week. Yeah, so I brought him, gave him to Mike. I'm oh, sorry, I sound like I own him. <laughs> um, so I encourage him to go to Long Levens to help push himself because I know he's got something. Yeah. Tom Powell Davis is already at Long Levens. Yeah, been there I know all about Tom Powell Davis. He's a fantastic little player. Yeah, uh, when he turned up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there's um, a couple of players who aren't in the first team, but they're playing down in Bristol, which are Melanie. I've forgotten the name of the team he's playing for, starts with a H. Um, but we've got a few players now, I think come September, we've got our link with Jack Rutter, who's obviously a coach at Lydney, um, as well as a player, to push them as high as they can. Because yeah. there's some players in there, there's no reason why they can't play for a Southern League team. It's all about just trying to get them involved. But I won't name too many other players, because off the top of my head, I can't really think. But it's all about that process of getting them to play for teams like Long Levens. Um, I know I brought a couple to Tuffley last season when I was there with Mike. Um, I, yeah, so I, I won't go too much on about that. But I'm just trying to get them to play as high as they can, but ultimately be coached good. Because there's no point them playing for a team and they're not being coached well. Yeah, of course. Which, which I'd say I'm, that's nothing against any of the coaches. I don't know them personally. But whereas I know Mike, I know his style. I know the players are learning from him and that would benefit them for university games. Question about Mike, you know, how do you think he's gonna fare at Long Levens this year? Obviously making the the step up into, you know, management of a, a men's side for the first time. Um, I, I honestly think he's gonna thrive up there because I've been down there to to watch a few games myself. I've obviously been in the club. The atmosphere down there at Beckington and the boys all seem to enjoy his sessions, which is the main part of it because What's the point in turning up the training if you're not going to enjoy it? Um, I honestly think they'll do very well. I don't know the other teams myself, if I'm honest, but there's no reason why they can't be up there in the top table. Although I know they don't pay compared to other teams, mm-hmm. but I think long and boys, which they'll agree, they play with their heart and sleep, which makes a big difference compared to people who might get paid and thought, oh, let's turn up, get my money and go. So I do think they will do well to go on soon. And lastly, mate, we, we sort of were asking uh, each other on the show so far this morning, you know, with uh, 21-22 season just around the corner, obviously starting at Hellenic level and uh, Northern Senior level this week, uh, midweek, you know, if you could have one thing happen in this season, what would it be? Well, my team personally, just, just in terms of anything, in terms of local football, if there's anything that you want to see in particular, what would you like to see? Um, I just think after the two years everyone's had, just make sure everybody's playing um, and playing as much as they can because we all know what it's like in the winter when games get called off. But it'd be nice just to actually get the season to go all the way and see more and more people join up the football because I. Nobody's been active for the last two years. Everybody's had a struggle. It's 
is where they can kind of gain their confidence back and just have fun. So just trying to get um, gain participation in local football. Perfect. Well, Michael, thanks very much, mate, for joining us on the programme this morning, um, especially obviously knowing you're at work. And we look forward to, to catching you at Upton some point this season. Great stuff. Take care of yourself, mate. Thank you very Cheers. much for having me. Michael Mays there joining us on the programme. Lovely little message at the end there, girls. Just want to see people playing and people enjoying themselves. The last couple of years has been horrible for everybody. That's what we all want, isn't it, really? Of course. That's what we all want. Now, yeah. Oh, good to... Good to chat with with Michael. First time we've had him on, yeah. on the show. We didn't need subtitles for him. We're used to speaking to Welsh people. Paul Mike, Michael, Mike Palmer's yeah. Welsh as well, of course. Yeah. The Welsh contingent sticking mm-hmm. together, aren't they? Yeah. Both well, called Mike. Stick together, though. Stick together, don't they? They always, always do like to. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I mean, what like. are you saying there? I mean, like in their friendship groups, you know. A um, couple of uh, messages in regards to the uh, Glossy chat we were having before. Obviously, uh, Charlie Hughes messaged us saying about potential why there's no, well, not as much excitement for you know start of the season. Saying about you know people who wanted to go to Meadow Park just for the sake of going to Meadow Park. It's kind of what you said earlier on. Yeah. You know, they've had a year. They've been able to go to watch under 18s football, women's football, um, friendlies, all sorts really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's always going to be that, and also you know you did mention that you know one thing that. Not bugged me, but I I picked up on is that the they put a tweet out yesterday to remind people that the under 18s were playing two hours before kickoff. Mm. But the tweet was just a retweet of a tweet that they put out five <laughs> days ago, where it was actually advertising the midweek game, not the Saturday game. Yeah, it just happened to have the poster that had the Newport game advertised. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. We mentioned about the the social media element of it, and hopefully, it's something that. That improves. Um, you know, see, we'll have a, a chat about Glossy in the next couple of weeks, of course, when their season's about to get underway. Um, realistically, Kelsey, I know we're uh, going to do the preview on Monday, but if, just a bit of an insight because you're going to be doing the Gloucester City, um, you know, bit like like you always do. You know, what would be a good season for City, really? Um, top half, probably. I'd say. Just looking at the the actual squad at the moment, I think top top half would. I'm be, delighted you said that. Would take that. My follow up question was going to be this, and I'm glad that you've been able to feed me so I can ask the right question. We talked about obviously the reaction on social media to, from some fans, a little bit of negativity around obviously the current, you know, not having many players signed on that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and there was questions put out of what's you know a realistic expectation for you. Some City fans have turned around and said that they want to continue where they were last season. Not going to happen. It's completely... It's not I happen. don't think it's going to happen either. No. Um, do you think that there's potentially a sense that some fans need to have a sense of realism? And yeah, a bit 100%. Of perspective on it? 100%, mate. I, I, th- I think that's spot on. You know, And I, I, know, I think that City fans need to be a bit more... Um, what's the word I'm, gonna, I'm looking for here? Um, Pragmatic. Yeah, and... Um, Sensible. I don't know. Um, humble yeah. is the word I'm looking for. To be a bit more humble, you know. And maybe the term's realistic. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, if 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 City aren't up there at the top of the league from the off like they were last season and it looks like they're going to be, you know, sort of, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th or whatever, you know, don't want to see City fans spouting online about how they were 
they were going to win the league last season anyway, uh, because realistically, I don't think they. I don't think they would have. They 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 played. They, they I played. Think them. They played two more games than teams below them, and then they were only five points clear and had a worse off goal difference. I think so. I think you know a bit a bit of p- perspective is needed, um, and I, I I know that of course there's going to always be some people that that are just going to say whatever comes in the into their head online and say stupid stuff like oh well you know we we were absolutely destroying the rest of the league last season and we should have gone up if it wasn't for covid and it's like well you know less than no one's got a divine season, right have they than, no one's got a divine know. right for promotion or to win leagues or anything like that um one thing over you know i've i've been very vocal to you charlie and, and matt obviously in, in the conversations that we've had um you know one of the reasons that i think potentially there's not as much excitement is you know look at the state of Gloucester football at the minute you know, we yeah. see, as we talked about, you know, Stonehouse Tuffley last night, a lot of players went and, and people went and watched that game. There's people have kind of woken up to the fact they've got a choice. They can go and watch it. And, and Charlie sort of um, made the, the point, really, that people have now got used to not going to watch Ross Sea. There's, yeah. no, I mean, there's no consistency years, in them doing that. Yeah. And what you've got to remember is we're now in a position where Cheltenham has just gone up to League One mm-hmm. and Forest Green are going to be in League Two. Yeah. So will people go and watch Gloucester City when they can go 20 minutes up the road or, or 20 minutes down the road and go and watch League Two or League One football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that element as well. Yeah. That's, that's the elephant in the room, I think. A lot of people aren't considering that. Maybe, you know, the Fairweather fans who would have gone previously may decide now, actually, I don't want a bit of that. I want a bit of the League 2. I want a bit of the League 1 action. Yeah. I want to get on that bandwagon. Mm. So suddenly Gloucester City's in the peripheral. It's not something that they're thinking about because they're not a Gloucester City fan. They just happen to be from Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good point. And, you know, City fans will admit it as well. Since I've started covering City, there's always been that, um, you know, belief that there is a generation of Gloucester people and, and Gloucester... Um, youngsters that are now, you know, adults and and whatever. There's that generation that would have missed supporting Gloucester City. So are they now going to support Gloucester City later on? When kind of similar to what Charlie's saying, they're now used to not knowing that Gloucester City are even there. Mm. It's interesting, but it, one thing that's interesting about it is how the feeling has almost changed within the last twelve months. You remember this time last year, well, give or take this time last year, there was the excitement about the brand new season, James Rowe, everything like that. But then maybe, I'm, I'm almost thinking about it in my head as I'm talking, maybe the fact that there was constant signings being announced by James Rowe and, yeah. and, and things like that, that maybe that's what generated the buzz. Without that this year, there's no buzz, and then it's not going to be a buzz that City fans are creating themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a weird one, and I think everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. But, yeah. Um, it is what it is, and I say that's pretty, we'll see what happens. Pretty spot on, to be fair. One yeah. side who is expected big things of this year is Bishop's Cleave. Um, what a fantastic segue that is. Um, <laughs> today we're watching Bishop's Cleave versus Bristol City under-23s. According to Freddie Ward, there's going to be more under-23s players in the Bishop's Cleave side than the Bristol City side. I think well, that's just... Bristol City under-23s did play last night as well against Hungerford. Well, so. Might have been the under eighteens, under twenty ones, maybe. Might be, you know, worth remembering that. Try as well, to of get out, of, try to get out of Freddie Ward. That whether he's going to play today, it's a no. He's not playing. Gutted. 
Jack Watson. Is he weed in the garden or something? No, he's going to be there, mate. He's delighted to find out that we're going. Of course he is, mate. Of course he is. He was, um, can lord it over Adam Mace. So, yeah. You know. I think Adam Mace might be there. Uh, wait, unless oh. he's going to go watch Evesham. He's torn his hamstring, Adam Mace. Friend yeah, of the show. Go watch you never know. I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't think he will. I think him and his dad may end up at, at Bishop's Steve today. That's just my thought. But one person who is going to be there is Jake Parrott. Another fantastic segue. <laughs> and we're going to get him in live on the programme. A return onto the programme for Jake Parrott. Reigning seven sport player of the season. Yeah. Jake Parrott. Give him his proper title, mate. Good morning to the seven sport player of the season for last season. Jake Parrott, how are you, mate? Morning, lads. Yeah, all good. How are you doing? Yeah, all we're good, all mate. good, mate. We're all good. We're just uh, looking ahead to the, the game that we're going to come and watch today against the Bristol City under-23s. Um, how, how much are you looking forward to the game, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm not playing, so that's ideal. I can't believe I've been served up this. this I've been stitched up. Get Jack Watts. He tells me he's not playing. Get Jake Parrott, he's not playing. Why are you not playing, mate? Uh, I got a bit of a groin strain sort of 10 days ago, so uh, Collie has just told me, just get ready for the first league game. So uh, I'm just going up getting a bit of physio and that. But yeah, we're a bit short on numbers today, actually. I think um, uh, Blackie's away, Colwell's away, Harrison's away. So the Dursley boys are not turning up at all today. Um, Jack's not there. So bring your boots, boys. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Cleal's getting a start here. I've got a feeling. Why is Freddie oh, Ward not playing then? If it, what, what's this? Freddie Ward should be playing. Freddie probably will be playing. Oh, he ain't, he ain't told me he's not playing just to do a double bluff on me, surely. He's probably down to about number 14, I reckon, today. If he's in the squad, mate, I'll take it. I'll take, <laughs> I, that means he will probably get minutes. That is great news. Um, yeah, but, I wouldn't be surprised. How's pre-season gone uh, as a whole, do you think, for, for Bishop's Leave? Yes, it's gone well, to be fair. Um, it's been good because we've had a lot of new players come yeah. in and it's just been good to get to know each other. Um, we've had a few friendlies. We played uh, really well against Sirencester and the boys played well against Evesham the other day as well. So it's gone well. It's just it's a bit of a nightmare with COVID and availability and that. We've I think the first training session we had 20, 22 players. And then every game we've seemed to only be able to get out like 13 or 14. But no, overall, I think it's gone pretty well. You mentioned, obviously, you know, the new players coming in. You know, I know you potentially would have known Harrison from when he was at Brimscombe. I think your pass would have crossed, would they? Yeah, I had half a season with H before he went over to Australia. Um, but then there will obviously be players that potentially you may not have been familiar with. How easy has it been, do you think, for them to, to bed in if it looked like they've bedded in quite well? Yeah, so I think the two main new players would be uh, Jack and Kieran Older. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's quite easy because obviously Jack's been there before, so he knows everyone. And um, Kieran's sort of a local boy and he's been on the scene, so he knows the majority as well. I didn't know him personally, but... I think that's a little bit easier and that was nice for me when I went to Cleve. There was only three or four boys I didn't know and it's a lot easier to settle in rather than when you go somewhere and you don't know anyone. And, and obviously this season, you know, we talk about the Hellenic League and how much it's changed, um, you know, geographically, you know, losing the sides from the Berkshire area and gaining a couple of the Bristol sides and the Herefordshire sides. What kind of Hellenic League are you expecting to see this year? I think it'll probably be a bit more of a physical league and that's normally what you get from the Bristol teams. Um, that's what I imagine happening but it's sort of a difficult one because you get to the start of the season and all these people are saying oh this team are going to win the league and that team are going to win the league mm-hmm. but there's probably 
three or four sort of unknown teams where you don't really know how good they're going to be. Like um, Sobri and Roman Glass and that, they're chucking a little bit of money at it. So you don't really know how strong these teams are going to be. Whereas you always knew the likes of Binfield would be good. So it's a bit of an unknown, but I think it'll probably just be a bit more physical, I'd have thought. Because we obviously speak to to everyone when they come on about you know what would be a good season and you know there's almost the, the belief that out of the Gloucester sides, Bishop's Cleave would be the, the the ones who you know more likely to be title challengers than the rest. Um, you know, as players, would you agree to that, or are you just you know competitive anyway and just want to win as many games as you want? Yeah, I think the boys are not stupid. They know we've got a good squad of players. I think if we weren't up there, we'd be really disappointed. But you hear, you hear a lot of our Cleve are going to walk it and this player's getting paid this much, which is nine times out of ten not true. But um, no, like when there's only one guaranteed promotion spot and you've got the likes of Westfields and a few other teams, when it's only one team automatic, you can't guarantee anyone's going to go up. So I think third and second are going in some sort of playoff. So uh, we've got... A, I'd be really disappointed if we didn't get top three um, and then that gives us a shot then. But yeah, we've got to be aiming for top end of the table, but there's no guarantee that anyone's going to come first when realistically there's probably, you could make a case for five or six teams winning the league probably. Because we've obviously seen you around um, during the pre-season, obviously watching Bishop uh, Brimscombe Frupp, sorry, against Slimbridge the other week. You know, what have you made from what you've seen of the, the rest of the local sides in, in that division? Um, I've only have I watched I've only watched Brimscombe and I watched Slimbridge as well, which is obviously a league above. Um I think Brimscombe uh, they'll pro- I'd say they'll be about they should be aiming sort of top ten. But I think Pryor's got he's got a core there, hasn't he, with um Burt, Kyle, John T, um the lad they've just signed from Slimbridge, uh centre midfielder. Dean Turner, yeah. Dean Turner, Jack Smith, Ollie Pitt, so they've got a core of a good team. But um obviously they've lost a few in the likes of uh Dylan, Dan Hill, myself, Nick uh Nick the keeper. They've lost a few, but I thought they looked good when I watched them and I think they'll be top ten. Would the would the dream be Bishop's Cleave one, Brimscombe for up two? Uh, yeah, that'll be ideal because then I'll get Pryor off my back a little bit. <laughs> he's not on your back, surely. Nah, he's all right. <laughs> he doesn't mind if you're honest with him. So if you take the Ash Colwell approach and find out he's, you're playing for your rivals via Twitter, I don't think that goes down very well. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that that's what Ash Colwell did, to be honest. No, he's he's a fraud, isn't he? Why is he away? Well, well, uh, that's, that's the big one. Why are the Dirty Boys all away at the same time? Are they going away? Um, Ash is on a stag do. Of course he is. Um, Blackie has got COVID, which came off the back of us going on tour to Bournemouth. So, uh, Collie's not best pleased with that. And Harrison's got a valid excuse. His nan's been rushed into hospital oh, this morning. Sorry to hear that, of course, obviously... Wish everyone you know speedy recovery. How was Bournemouth? Uh, I've seen videos, I've seen uh, pictures of, of the coach ride, and even the coach ride looks a bit uh, busy, looks a bit loud. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with the word would probably be carnage. Um, <laughs> I think we by the time we got to Birdlip, there was naked, naked people on the bus. Ash Caldwell naked. That's, uh, why do I it think was... Ash Caldwell is going to be the naked one here? It was actually, I don't mind doubting him, it was actually Steve Davis, I think. Ooh, what? Yeah, Shocking. But, 
I, I, well, he was one of the people that was sending me photos, so I'm glad I didn't get that photo. No, yeah, Steve. Um, Steve had a good go this weekend. I think I'd uh, I'd put him in my top three along with um, Yarian. <laughs> Yarian was an interesting one, and Sam Blackie. Anyone who's been away with Blackie knows he's just an absolute <laughs> loony. <laughs> I mean, it, I saw the videos and all I think was it was obviously white t-shirt weekend. Everyone had a white t-shirt on. I was like, what's this? Is this a dress code? Yeah, well, probably everyone had white t-shirt on, but Colbert will have had his pink shirt on. It's the only shirt he's got. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I, I was almost expecting like you all to have like Collie's face on the shirt, but it was just everyone just had a white t-shirt on. I was like, this is strange. Either that or a steak. Well, no, yeah, Collie was the uh, talk of the town for most of it. I think... Uh, Yoyan actually ended up calling Collie on the Saturday afternoon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Yoyan uh, got banned from a bar because he had 17 Jaeger bombs, apparently, and couldn't stand up. <laughs> so You say apparently like you weren't there. Well, no, because apparently the girls behind the um, bar were counting the Jaeger bombs in. Oh, Christ. Um, when he got to the 17th, they said, oh, you've had enough, big man, so... <laughs> yep. Yian called Collie and said, Collie, can you come and uh, ask the girls to serve me more? <laughs> was, and then, was Collie even there? Was he, did he even no, no, you? Collie was in Cleve. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Yian thought, well, Collie's not coming down, so I know the answer. He went back to the hotel, changed his shirt and strolled back in like they wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him um, you know, props for even trying. I love how they got to 17. It was like yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, why was 17 the magic number? That's what I'd be asking. Uh, 16 is fine, but... Yeah, surely, like, even at 15, he's, he's starting to wobble a little bit here. <laughs> well, That's crazy. Yeah, he was, he was wobbling after about five, I think, but he got to... <laughs> they were... Um, he was trying to prove his innocence by doing a balance test, and he was standing on tables and chairs, sort of balancing to prove he wasn't too drunk. <laughs> and when he started falling off the chairs and that, I think they thought, well, you've had enough, son. <laughs> was there anyone who was uh, seen as you know the person in charge of you boys at the weekend? Who was like the who was supposed to be the res- responsible? It's a dad. Um, Jeansy, Matt Jeans, the, the coach, does a lot of the organising. Where was I'm he at this myself, point? Myself, to be fair. Where, where, where were you at this point? Where's that? When when he was falling off tables and chairs, trying to do. His oh, test. I was I was just watching and laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, not fit anyway. He's got he's out for a few months, so he's not. Re- we don't need to worry about Yoyan really because he's not <laughs> he's not going to be helping us in the near future anyway. It was collateral damage. Just let's yeah. let him do that. One thing um, that, that I will bring up is uh, I was made the profile picture of the group chat. I had that. Yeah, sentiment. you were. Um, apparently, according to Patrick Cleal, um, Freddie Ward is obsessed with me. Is that something you're <laughs> able to confirm live on the radio? Yeah, Freddie doesn't stop talking about you. <laughs> I was sat near him on the bus and we had to put him on mute at one point because he was just talking about you the whole time. He's and I'm pretty sure it had been Freddie that changed the profile picture, but Rent I'll be honest, right. you're, you're not the profile picture anymore. Mate. I think it is actually Yoyan now. <laughs> is it a picture of him falling off a chair? <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the picture is. If it is, but we yeah, need to see Yeah, had a little uh, spell on the profile picture, and Coldwell was on there for a little bit. Those two were after you. <laughs> so I've set the precedent. So what you're saying is that they went with me first. I was the, the original. Oh yeah, after you, the only way is down, and then Coldwell, <laughs> Coldwell had a brief go, people got bored of him, and then Yoyan's been on there for about... That must, have been a lo- that must have been a long five minutes that Coldwell was the profile picture. <laughs> yeah, I think, actually I think Collie had a little spell, I think it was you, 
Coldwell, Collie, and now Yion. So that's the four latest ones. <laughs> ridiculous. Just great insight. Ridiculous, really. Um, but yeah. I think that's a, a good good way to wrap it up there, knowing that, that Freddie Ward is absolutely obsessed with me and he's going to be playing today. He's going to be wanting to get in the team in a month, isn't he? Last chance for for candidates to get in there. He's going to try and impress me. I can feel it. Uh, judging by playing Bristol City, we're probably not going to touch the ball. It's probably <laughs> made for Freddie, really, just running about. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a shot of getting in that. He'll be disappointed if he's not in yeah, of course. He's got to be in the conversation straight away, I think. If it, I imagine he's there just cleaning his boots right now. He's probably gone on a 12k run or something already. Yeah, Fred, he'd have been for a little warm up this morning and it'll be rare and go. I think I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I reckon he's going to play, boys. Oh, well, we've heard it is, uh, Jake Parrott. Well, thanks very much, mate, for, for joining us on the programme. We look forward to catching up with you at, at Kate Lane later on. Cheers, boys. I'll see you later. Take it easy. Jake Parrott there joining us on the programme. Great insights, mate. To the Bishop's Cleave group chat. Well, we already Love know it. that that group chat is off the chart. Mm. We have heard multiple stories. I mate. thought Collie actually went with them. So I'm very nah, surprised. You're, find... you're, you're joking, mate, aren't you? I thought you would have gone. No. Whole, well, clubs no do team building. Like, you're mad, like, we spoke to Tristan Haswell last night. He said that Cinderford had a team building day. I bet Stephen Cleave was there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Get involved, One, mate. 100%. No, I don't have any doubt about that. I like how it differs with the with the Housewell brothers on, on what they describe their day is going to be like. So Tristan says it's going to be a, a nice team bonding day. Um, few activities. We don't know what they are yet. Joey Housewell, oh, well, it's a club day, so we're all going to the club, which basically <laughs> means at Long Levens, if you're going to the club, you're getting drunk. <laughs> you're getting drinking and you're getting drunk. Ryan could expect a message from Craig Martin later on saying, Ryan, get down the club. Mate, as soon as Craig Martin finds... exclusively reveal that I will drop him off there if he messages. As soon as Craig Martin finds out it's an early kickoff. <laughs> Jesus. For, for Spider, I'll drop Ryan off about four o'clock. No way, mate. I've got to go test gate, get some shopping in. Five, five o'clock then. I'll drop him at five o'clock. <laughs> uh, no, genuinely, I've got too much stuff to do. <laughs> I'm a busy man this weekend. There's a lot happening on Seven Sport uh, website, yeah. so, which we'll talk about uh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Team of the Month, Player of the Month. That's coming up in the next couple of days. The Ultimate Preview's coming up on Monday. Um, also, we're going to be launching Seven Sport Stars of the Week, which we've talked about for a while, Kelsey. And we've got a, a graphic together. Look out for that later in the week. I'm going to announce when we're we're going to basically start taking submissions for Stars of the Week, which if you didn't see it on the website um, before when we announced the idea, um, the idea is essentially we're going to reward and acknowledge the youngsters, the youth sector of Gloucestershire football. So what we would ask is for any coaches, parents, friends, family, anything... Um, if your young one has performed very well or enjoyed their football that they've played at the weekend or or whatever, let us know. Submit it. We'll uh, tell you how to submit that to us. And uh, basically, we're going to have... I think I'm aiming for next Monday. So we're going to kick it off. What, with the FA... two days' time? No, the Monday after. I was going to say, mate. So that will Monday be... Monday week. That will be the first chance for you to submit from basically from the performance from the FA Cup weekend, which is technically the first weekend of the season. Yeah. So that's in my head how we're going to do it. So when the, the young ones play over the course of next weekend, on the Monday morning, submissions will open for Stars of the Week. 
Lovely. That means submissions will open on the Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, so Monday we'll start putting the web post on the website, and we'll keep adding to it when we got more submissions and let everybody know that these young players are the stars of the week. Motoring Lovely. along, we're absolutely motoring along in the program. Oh, it's presentation night at Long Levens tonight. Ah. I didn't get my invite to compare it. Again, so, no, mate, that's it. It's what it is. Your name is in the mud at Long Levens now, no, mate. It's not, mate. My name probably is, I imagine. Your name's never not been in the mud. <laughs> but uh, one man whose name isn't in the mud at Long Levens is Ollie Long. We're getting him on the program live. He's buzzing for this. He, he's uh, straight on it. Hope he doesn't Good swear. morning to Ollie Long. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Chaps. How are you? All good. Yeah, All mate. good. Um, good. How has your week been, mate? My week? Yeah. Um, it's not been too bad. Um, I've been training twice this week and I've been working all week, so that's about as exciting as it's got, really. How's pre-season gone for you, mate? Because there was uh, you know, a trial at Cinderford, you know, talk that potentially Long Levens could be uh, you know, now your former club, but you decided to stay at Long Levens. Um, how's pre-season gone for you as a whole? Yeah, I mean, from a personal point of view, it's been it's been good. So I feel in good shape. Obviously, with having fitness problems before, I'm feeling good now. Um, so I've been working hard, and yeah, I'm uh, staying at, at Levens this season for sure. I'm looking forward to the season ahead. And you know, Wellington. We went to Wellington last weekend. Um, you know, I, I said at the time and, and tweeted at the time that you were the best player on the pitch. You know, how do you think you're? Um, performances are, are sort of shaping up going into the new season at the minute, mate? Yeah, well, personally feeling good and I think the team needed that good performance last week against Wellington. Obviously, a lot of new faces, we've been working hard and it was good to have a, a convincing result. Um, as such, last week, I think you can agree we were quite good all over the pitch and keeping a clean sheet and winning the game. So, yeah, it, it was good. And obviously, it's you know all change at Long Levens from a managerial perspective, you know, Tommy Senior stepped away and, and your dad stepped away as well. Um, Mike's come in as, as the new manager. You know, how's it how's it all gone for you? You mentioned new faces there as well. Has everyone settled in and, and got got up to speed pretty quickly? Yeah, like I said, there's there's plenty of new faces this season. I think we've probably got the best part of six or seven new fairly young lads, um, which is always always a bit of a transition phase with with bed in a minute a bit. But yeah, I think we've uh, we've got there now. Obviously, last week on the coach is good. Get them up singing, and uh, they feel a bit more a bit more welcomed in after that. Definitely, and I think on the field it's it's all gelling together a bit now. And um, I think with uh, the addition of Mikey coming in and bringing his uh, tactics and sort of imposing himself on the squad, I think it's uh, been good. What's the differences been um, that you've noticed, obviously, from last season to to this one? You know, in terms of training, you know, the tactics you mentioned there. Has there been much of a difference? Um, I'd say we probably, not too much of a drastic difference, but I think we've definitely been looking into sort of formation work and stuff, which we probably haven't done too much of before. Um, I know pre-season we've sort of looked into different formations that we could see potentially playing and stuff. So I think we've definitely worked on that more so than we have done previously. Um other than that, we have, we haven't done any sort of we've we've done a lot of fitness work with the ball, which I know quite a lot of people like prefer doing. Now we've definitely worked hard on that, and uh, yeah, I think it, it's been it's been a good preseason with mine. And obviously, you know, in the games that, that we've seen um, at Long Levens, you know, you've sort of given forty five minutes to each keeper. Now, obviously, we know that 
know, Kane um, is a keeper who's been at Long Levens for a couple of years. Ellis has now come in. You know, how's it been sort of marshalling the defence in front of another new keeper? Has it been easy? Uh, well, yeah, when, when Ellis has come in, I think you, you can tell he's got his quality straight away. Um, I think it is, it's obviously good having another keeper come in. Um, for whatever reason, it's good competition for the both of them. And I think they're both mm-hmm. really good keepers. I think they're sort of competing at a very strong level at the moment, which is great, great for us. Um, so obviously we, we get the, uh, best to be honest, but playing in front of Ellis has been good. He's, he's very vocal and, uh, don't shy away. So yeah, it's been easy. It's been easy. And, uh, we met, we mentioned there just before we got you on that, that Spiders messaged us saying it's, um, presentation night tonight. Yeah. You must be in a shoe in for for an award, surely, mate. What, what one do you reckon you're on for? Well, we never know, mate. We never know. I'm uh, I'm open to winning uh, whatever I'm given. <laughs> who who is your vote for for players player? Uh, this was ages ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking it was going to be Sean O'Connor. I'm sure it was. I think to be fair, I think that'll probably be my vote as well. Or it's just someone random like Isaac, just for the sake of it. <laughs> Isaac, who won a manager's player. The year he's before, your fan favourite, isn't he? He is. He's the people's champion. He really <laughs> is. You know, who do you think uh, Spy's going to go for 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 managers? Uh, it's a difficult one, really. I think because it is odd with the obviously last season, and uh, I think the squad we've probably got right now, as of today, is probably very different to last season. We've got the likes of Isaac, who we touched on there, who's who's not been about preseason, which has been a bit of a shame. Um, which he's definitely been a contender. Obviously, we've got the man Ariana, who's who's now not with us, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it could be it, it could be a number of names. We've had a, a text in from Casey Johnston. I, I kind of looking at it thinking I kind of don't understand it. It says, "Ask Ollie if we have a new centre half because the lad was decent in training." Now, I don't know if he just means you're looking like a new player or the fact that he's talking about the fact you do actually have a new centre-half. <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't know, I kind of don't know what he means. <laughs> I assume that he means that it's the former, that you're looking like a new player in training. Do you feel like you're you know, at the, you know, playing your best football at the minute? Uh, definitely, yeah. Like, like I said, I'm probably feeling the fittest I've been. And obviously, with that, you're playing better quality football um, as well as being fit. So yeah, personally, I'm feeling feeling very good and, and looking looking forward to getting stuck into the season. Really, um, hopefully, the team sort of gets gelled together and get get a, a proper unit going and see a good run of games coming. Because we, because you know, we mentioned it to to Jake Parrot earlier, and we've also talked about it between me and Kels on the show that you know it is a new look Hellenic League this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've sort of asked everyone about their respective clubs, but what would be a good season for Long Levens, do you reckon? I think we're always obviously pushing to, to finish as, as high as we can. Um, I think what was it, a few seasons back before it before it all stopped, we were sort of about 8th, 7th position um, and looking to push push that as high as we can. We want to beat that again. Um, that, that's definitely the aim. Um, obviously, there's a lot of new teams that have come across, or there's been a big shuffle. So it's a bit of an unknown, really. And I, I think that the league's probably looking pretty strong this year with quite a lot of teams. Um, so it's definitely going to be definitely going to be tough. But I don't see any reason why we can't can't push up that um, at the table. Do you think the fact that it's so um, you know so many elements of the unknown 
does it make it almost a, a wider league? You know, there's no definitive favour. Obviously, we're talking about last year. Um, everyone sort of said, you know, really four teams were were yeah. you know far away from everyone else in the terms of Fairford, Cleve, um, Westfield, and Binfield going into the season. Everyone thought they would be the you know the four to catch. Um, you know, this season it almost seems you ask everybody and everyone's got a different opinion on who could be the the the, the, the title winners. And, and does that make it more exciting as a league? Do you reckon? I think it makes definitely makes it more exciting. I think we'll see a, a sort of definitely a higher quality of, of football in from the top of the league to the bottom. Um, I think every game's going to be a hard game, which is which is what you want. Obviously, it makes things more difficult and a lot more pressure on midweek games and, and weekends and fast running games up till Christmas but I think that's what we'll do it for to, and this season will probably be a lot better quality than the season previous and obviously you start with Brimscombe on, on Tuesday a nice local friend, uh, friendly nice local game um, followed up by a, a you know, away trip in the FA Cup next weekend um, a pretty exciting start isn't it? yeah definitely I think uh, Long Evans Brimscombe down at their place is always an exciting game I think you can vouch for that one mm-hmm um, so yeah, it's definitely a, a good one to start start the season with, and obviously we hope, hope to come away there with three points. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And following it up with the FA Cup is is a good week of football. Well, we've had another text from Casey, and it actually points out that he was the centre half. Oh, uh, <laughs> so the fact that you didn't even remember that, mate, is uh, he, he was my he was my stepping partner in training in the week because um, we were a man short. And, and to be fair, he's not done a bad job, but yeah, I have forgotten, haven't I? So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not as convincing as I thought. Well, Ollie, thanks very much, mate, for joining us on the, the programme this morning. Good luck um, in the presentation night. Cheers, I can't, mate, can't wait to get the text to say that you've won something, because I assume that you probably will. I was um, I was going to confirm that instead of receiving spiders text, Kelsey, you can drop him off at five o'clock. Uh, he's got an invite from me. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Yeah, he'll be there, mate. Don't I've worry. got my invite from the future... <laughs> Player of the season, Spidey <laughs> Long. It's going to be announced, mate. I reckon he's got the managers in the bag. We'll see. If Spider's done you here now, that's going to look horrific. <laughs> it's the first season for a couple of years. He hasn't actually spoke to me about who he's picked, so it could be absolutely anyone. Ooh. He's waiting to see who actually turns up, I think. Yeah, probably. You want to get <laughs> there, mate. First one through the door. Shirt that's and tie. Long Levin shirt and tie. There you are. An absolute clubman. <laughs> that's what we want from Ollie Long. That's what we want to see. Yeah, you, you guys um, enjoy, enjoy your afternoon. Uh, cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Ollie. We'll see you on Tuesday as well for the opening game against Brimscombe. Yeah, cheers, Traps. Are you long there? Join us on the programme. Surely, surely at the Long Levels <laughs> presentation, no, he's in, in for Oh, sure, yeah, he's got to be. Got to be, mate. Surely. My gut reaction is Sean's going to get player, Ollie's going to get managers. Player of the season. Mm. Yeah. I think that, that has... If, Let's put it this way, if the management, well, Spider and uh, and Casey Johnson have picked anyone else, I would know you long there. Mm. Unless, the, <laughs> the, only, the only other thing that would make more sense is if Sean O'Connor goes there and sweeps it all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, really, based on the season we saw. Not beyond the realms of possibility. But we'll, we'll wait and see the tweets and, and the announcement there. Um, but we're out of time. Out of time for, for this week's programme. Um, reminder that next week, we've already been on it as a big show. The big show. The <laughs> big show. WWE fans will know uh, the big show. Um, we're going to be looking ahead to the FA Cup weekend. Start of the Hellenic Div 1. 
Um, looking back at the midweek games that we are going to be covering, which are Brimscombe on Fruit versus Long Levens, of course, on the Tuesday night. And we're also going to be popping down to a Reg Davis Cup game on Wednesday evening. So look out for where we are going there. Um, but yeah, join us this time next week for another edition of Bertie's for Breakfast. And if you're at a loose end, get yourself up to Bishop's Lee for a one o'clock kickoff as they play Bristol City under 23s. That's where we're going. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. You can listen again on the Anchor FM and also we're available on Spotify as well. Um, thanks as well to our sponsors, which we haven't been able to give them a shout out yet today. So to Cornell and Company um, for your mortgage, financial and consultancy needs and also PH Accounting um, for your accounting needs in Gloucestershire and Wiltshire. But we'll see you at Bishop's Cleave later and we'll also be back this time next week. So see you later. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk.